0: My name's Pastor Nick, uh, and I'm going to be bringing our message this morning. Uh, So one year on holiday in Wales, uh, when our boys were much, much younger than they are now, we found this great cove uh, by the seaside, and we went down to the beach. Now... On this particular beach, there was a freshwater stream that kind of ran from the hill behind the beach, and it went out towards the sea. And it wasn't very long before we all joined together in building an enormous wall of sand in our attempt to hold this freshwater back uh, from the stream and build it into a large pool of water. And as the afternoon went on, each of our boys found a natural role in this task. One of them was the strategist, uh, directing all of our activity, uh, but also doing lots of wall-creating himself, too. One of them was the encourager, running about everywhere, filling people with excitement and enthusiasm for the tasks we were doing. Although, it must be said that this boy didn't do quite as much actual work as the other two because it's hard work encouraging people, isn't it? And then one of them was the furious digger, madly piling up sand as fast as he could and only occasionally stopping to rebuke the other two for not helping him in the way that he wanted. And every now and then, as the water pooled up slowly higher and higher and higher, someone would shout, emergency, emergency, breach in the walls. And everyone would come running to help stop whatever the gap, uh, whatever gap the water was trying to escape from uh, at whichever particular point it was doing that. And the pool grew deeper and deeper, and other kids came to join in uh, and, and be part of things. And then somewhere along the line of this whole process, kids would create a new breach in the walls with their bare feet when they thought no one was looking and shout emergency, even though it wasn't an emergency. And then the tide came in, and this time the game was all about trying to keep the seawater out and the freshwater in and to protect what had been built. And of course, as is the way, in the end, the sea won. And after many hours of having fun, the walls of sand eventually crumbled and it was time to go home. So we're continuing in our rebuild series from Nehemiah, and the title of my message this morning is this, the ABC of protecting what you have built according to Nehemiah 7. Uh, even though uh, Nehemiah 7, 1-5, which was read for us beautifully just there by Tash, is a really brief section of scripture, it offers us insights uh, to help us protect Uh, what we have built in three key areas. And if if you've been following along in the devotional booklet uh, that Mark has uh, created for us, um, that's actually on day 13 and you can go and revisit that uh, and have another look at that uh, in your spare time. Now I've structured these three key insights uh, into this ABC format to help us all to remember it. Uh, A stands for assignments, B stands for boundaries, and C stands for connections. Assignments are when we are given a role or a function to fulfill. Boundaries are those lines that show us what we are responsible for and what we're not responsible for. Connections are all the people that we are linked with and how these bless and protect us. Each of these things is really important in helping us not to lose what we have built up and not slip backwards in our spiritual journey as followers of Jesus. Now as we get stuck into our assignments, when we operate within healthy boundaries, when we understand how important our connections are, we stand a much better chance of protecting the things that we have built. Now something I've also noticed about big changes of season from my own journey through life is that there can be a great temptation to give up on assignments to let our boundaries drop and to allow our connections to dwindle away. And so my message this morning is designed to be helpful and practical in protecting what we have built in what I'm sure you're going to agree is a massive uh, change of season for all of us. So let's dive straight in and unpack each of these points. Uh, they should be also on your version app notes, and you can add your own notes uh, to that as we go along. Uh, the link for that is on the uh, Facebook feed and on the uh, YouTube feed in the, in the description there. Do follow along. A stands for assignments. And one of the things that really stands out when you read just this brief passage uh, from Nehemiah 7 is all the roles that people are getting assigned. There's lots of assigning and appointing going on, isn't there? Nehemiah assigns gatekeepers and musicians and Levites. Um, Levites were the tribe of Israel who were set aside to be priests. He assigns his brother Hanani, uh, along with the commander of the citadel, Hananiah, to take charge of Jerusalem. He also assigns residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their posts uh, and some near their houses. Being on an assignment from God helps us not to lose what we have built up in lots and lots of ways. Now, I'll agree. On first sight, it's clear to see what these roles did for the people that they were serving. You know, the gates were Uh, were looked after there was worship music priests held services and offered sacrifices and they said prayers Uh, and those two rulers started governing the city uh, didn't they and all these things were vitally needed and we'll look at how much these things serve and bless and protect others uh, later in my message but what I want to say first of all this morning is don't miss just how much being on an assignment from God builds you and protects you Ephesians 2.10 says this, We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen. So just reflect for a moment on just how many things get developed and grown when we are, or, or grown in us when we are assigned to achieve a good work. We have a sense of purpose and ownership. We often need to bring some creativity we get to, u- to to make use of the talent that God has put on in the on the inside of us. We, expe- we, we gain experience and increase our skill. There is dignity and worth in achieving something uh, that we can then feel proud of uh, in ourselves when we look back. We overcome obstacles and setbacks and challenges, and it makes us stronger and more resilient. Very often, our assignment involves serving other people, which increases our own sense of well-being as it meets their needs. We get to enjoy a strong sense of personal fruitfulness when we are on assignment. There is often a routine needed to achieve what we are assigned to do, and that brings rhythm and healthy patterns to our lives. One of the biggest protections for us all being assigned is the personal transformation that comes to us over time while we're working on what we've been given to do by God. If you want to protect what you have built in your life, keep on understanding and keep on working out the assignments you've been given in the Lord. You will grow in all these areas and you won't slip back and your discipleship journey will stay healthy and protected. In fact, we think being assigned is so important that it is part of the mission statement that we have on our wall here in the lobby at BCC. We have built, belong, become, and the fourth one is be assigned. Yes. As Nehemiah hands out assignments, don't just be thinking that these are necessary to serve a particular purpose for the city and for other people, which they definitely are, they also bring all these great things I've just listed to us as individuals. Now, thinking about this for a minute, I'm sure we've all grown through the assignments during the pandemic in ways we could never have predicted. Uh, You know, our kids leader, Ellie, that you saw just there, she's started making some amazing kids ministry videos. Just great. Chloe has organized uh, 1,800 phone calls to everyone on the church database. Kevin and Luca filled this stunning, uh, uh, just stunning Christmas song at Christmas time. Just so, so good. Back in December, I actually managed to hire a camel. They never, ever teach you these things in Bible college. We've completely overhauled our sound system. Roy now knows how to use Zoom. Come on. The point is that when you are on an assignment and you deliver what is needed, you yourself can feel proud of your achievements. And God meant it to be that way. Colossians three twenty three twenty four 24 says this. Work, willing, sorry, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. If you're alive and you're a Jesus follower, you are always assigned. Something my my wife has really taught me is that uh, assignments don't stop. They just change. Uh, When she was in the spinal unit in Stoke Mandeville Hospital recovering from her back injury, she just carried on being on assignment. As soon as she was able to get herself to other beds on her ward, She was visiting people on on her ward and chatting to them and praying for them. And as soon as she could start using a wheelchair, she was kind of tootling off down the corridor to the hospital chapel and roping people in to join her. She was on assignment. And in our big season changes, our assignments don't stop. They just change. So A is for assignments. B stands for boundaries. We must not lose sight of the fact that in rebuilding and repairing the wall, Nehemiah successfully placed a complete and effective boundary all the way around the city. And it's the first time in a very long time that Jerusalem has had a proper wall and the city is now properly controlled with gates and, and, and gatekeepers. And that means the bad and the dangerous may now be kept out while the good can pass in and out in a controlled way for the healthy functioning of the city. I want to put something to you. The restoration of the wall around the city of Jerusalem is this excellent visual picture of how we are to be as individuals. That is, people who've got effective and healthy boundaries in place around ourselves. Healthy boundaries are a major way in which you and I can maintain effective protections around what we've already built. They allow us to keep the good in and the bad out. And they help us to know which is which. And kind of what this means in practical terms is saying yes to some things and saying no to other things. And you know, where someone has suffered abuse in the past, what can often happen is that person's boundaries have become injured. They are now less able to know how to keep the bad out and the good in. In fact, where boundaries have seriously been broken down, sometimes people continue to keep the bad in and the good out. Or to continue the illustration from our day at the beach story at the beginning, these are people who struggle to keep the fresh water in and the seawater out. As a person gets to know Jesus, his healing power and his moral compass and the worth that he pours into us with his love, they all reestablish our own personal healthy city walls around us as people. Just like Nehemiah rebuilt the city walls around Jerusalem. And we become people who know how to shout uh, to ourselves, emergency, emergency, and attend to a breach in our personal boundaries. Jesus gives us that. I'd like to recommend a a really great resource to you. Um, It's a book called Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Henry Cloud uh, is a pastor and he also has a PhD in clinical psychology, uh, and his books have sold 20 million copies. And also, if you're not much of a reader, uh, Henry Cloud has also got an excellent YouTube channel. And what he does is he interviews people who come onto his YouTube channel and they ask him questions, which actually, when it comes down to it, they're all to do with healthy boundaries. And they have these fascinating conversations that are very helpful for us to hear Uh, in establishing healthy boundaries for ourselves uh, to protect what we're building in our lives. So let me give you an example. So a lady comes on to the Henry Cloud show, and uh, she is saying that she kind of doesn't know how to, uh, or doesn't know whether to take more steps. She's taken some, but she's not sure she should take some more to protect herself from lots of unkindness constantly coming from certain quarters in her family. And it was undermining her self-confidence and her self-esteem. And so. He gave this great illustration in reply. He asked the woman, what would she do if it started pouring with rain as she walks down the street? And the woman replied to say, well, I'll get my umbrella out and I'll hold it above my head so that I don't get soaked. And then Henry Cloud says, that's exactly what you need to do with all these unkind comments coming from these family members. You need to put your guard up so that they cannot get to you. This lady then said, but and you can see where her thinking's going on this but what if it's only raining raining lightly or just now and then and he then said well you still don't really want to get wet at all do you so you would still need to keep your umbrella up all the time that it's actually raining and even if the rain stopped you'd still have your umbrella on you just in case and it started to dawn on this lady that just as she needed to avoid getting wet with her brolly So she needed to learn how to avoid, uh, sorry, how to put an effective boundary between her uh, so that she could avoid some of this unkindness as and when it came her way. (coughs) One of the big spiritual truths that the successful rebuilding of the wall that the book of Nehemiah teaches us is that there are some people who need to be kept at a distance. They are not for us, they are against us and they are quite happy to do us damage if we permit it through our lax boundaries. Yeah. Now for some of us, this is a really painful realization, as we want to believe that everybody's nice. Effective boundary setting is essential for our health and well-being, and Nehemiah shows us this as he attends to the doors himself, which is the final part of making the city war secure. Now, unfortunately, time doesn't permit me to unpack much more on boundaries this morning, uh, but it's a fascinating area of discipleship that really deserves some focus, and please do check out Henry Cloud's books and his YouTube channel. You can just search for that and find that and jump on and watch, they're great. Uh, They're really helpful resources. So A is for assignments, B is for boundaries, and lastly, C is for connections. One of the things you notice straight away about today's passage is that all the people in it and the roles, uh, sorry, is all the people in it and the roles they fulfill. Uh, Just as my boys demonstrated naturally as they started assigning themselves into jobs down at the beach that day. We've got gatekeepers and musicians and priests and a family member, there's a governor, there are residents, there's nobles, officials, ordinary people, families. And in the first part of my message about assignments, it was all about what being on assignment would build in you. But with connections, however, it's all about how other people playing their part on their assignments, serves and protects you. You miss out on this if you don't stay connected. Let's translate that into our modern-day situation. That means we need our police, our gatekeepers. We need our worship team. We need our ministers and priests. We need government. We need our neighborhoods. We need our nobles, those people that we perhaps admire and look up to. We need ordinary people. We need families. We need our teachers, we need our NHS, we need our judges, we need our friends, we need our bin men, we need our mechanics. There are so many people that we need in community around us. And all these people doing their roles uh, around us do their own little bit to contribute to help protect what we have built in our lives. You know, when I come to church and uh, and Kevin's leading us in worship, he is helping me protect and build my heart relationship with God. Thank you so much, Kevin, for what you do for us. When we listen to a cracking message from Pastor Mark, it helps us all protect what we have built in our discipleship journey with Jesus. I really like how Nehemiah picks a person with great credentials to be, a, to be the governor. He had a track record of leadership, he had integrity, and it says there in the text, he feared God more than most people do. I would, I, I would love having leaders around us in the whole of society that were like that. That would be so great. The character and integrity of people leading us and governing us is so important in protecting what we have built because if they can't do that job, it can start to be unsafe for us. And then, don't miss this as well, there's a genealogy. Nehemiah is working out in detail who is there. Being on someone's list is a great thing. You know, we have this kind of culture, don't we, of like, I'm not on anyone's list, I'm off grid and all that stuff. I think it's nonsense. I think it's proof of connection being on someone's list and someone knows you are there and they're looking out for you. This is like the membership list at BCC or the electoral register at the local council office. Us being on the list shows that we belong and it includes us in all the rights and privileges of, being, uh, of belonging. By being on the electoral register, it means we're enabled to vote. By being in membership at BCC, we are declaring our connectedness, our unity, our desire to put down deep spiritual roots, and our wish to build a spiritual home that lasts a little bit longer than sandcastles on an afternoon at the beach. We are expressing our desire to build God's house in this place, in this time, in this season, and all those things actually do protect us as we invest in them. I think my favorite verse in the whole of the New Testament captures something of what C for connections is all about. Uh, You can remember this easily because uh, it's, if you think E222, Ephesians 2.22, okay? Okay? And it says this, in him, or in Christ, we are being built together into a, spiritual, uh, into a place where God can live by his spirit. In Christ, we're being built together into a place where God can live by his spirit. The reason I like that verse so much is that Christ and God and the spirit are all involved. You know, all three persons of God are on it. And then we are being built together by them. We are all connected. And then that itself becomes a place where God can come and live. God comes and occupies that, which is kind of a mystery, really. But he comes and wants to live there. God can come and be with us, and we can be with him, and we will be his people. Which sounds very like a description of the city uh, in Revelation. I'm going to ask the worship team just to return and uh, you guys can start to play. That's great. I want to share two, just two brief stories with you to illustrate how connection brings protection. Connection brings protection of what we have built. A few years ago in a previous church, there was a man who would connect in with things once a quarter. Every three months he would turn up. Now we sort of knew him and we tried connecting but he was very private, and he you know when I visited he wasn 't in and he didn 't respond to messages and that kind of thing and Then he lost his dad and he started coming a bit more to church in his need and in his grief, and, and wouldn 't we all but what played out, and this I found this kind of sad, what played out was that people 's sympathy towards him in his grief um, was academic it was a principle based thing it was out of a a, a, a decision to be kind, but it was prevented from being a deep heart thing towards him because he simply wasn't known enough by us. Now, people will always try and be kind, of course, but if the connection is missing, it's really hard for people to manufacture the same level of real care that he needed. This man's disconnection actually shortchanged him in the quality of care he received in his time of need. Whereas what we really need when grief strikes is people around us who know us deeply. Don't short, don't shortchange yourself by being disconnected. You will not get the same level of protection. When we pay attention to our connections, both ourselves and what we have built is so much better protected. In a minute, we're going to worship and uh, I'm going to come back on and suggest some responses to today's message. But I want to just finish with one story uh, of how good connections at church can literally protect what you have built Uh, and this is a financial story Uh, i first started my mortgage back in uh, 1995 when i was 27 and by 2003 i'd become a christian i'd married chloe we'd had george and i was beginning to think about going off to bible college and we were wondering how on earth i would raise the money for that or how we would do that all together and now one option for raising those bible college funds was to sell the house of course it was but in our church at that time there was a bank manager a guy called John Draper and I thank you John for this great advice and it because he gave me some advice and Mark did as well he said hey think about don't sell your house why don't you rent it out hang on to that that's a bit of equity that you've built up you're you know you'd protect something that you've gained there over time and it wouldn't all just disappear and that way John said, You will protect the equity you've built up over the years since 1995. And so that is what we did. And and for the 10 years that we owned the house, including the three that we were away while we rented it, while we're at Bible college, it climbed over a hundred thousand pounds in value. Good counsel comes from good connections, and good connections protect what you have built. Now we're going to worship God right now again. And I'm going to come back and suggest some responses to the message. But A is for assignment. B is for boundaries. And C is for connections from Nehemiah 7. Kevin, would you like to lead us in worship? Thank you.